everybody, and welcome back to the Rogue Rons Podcast. Count from Stall Agronomy. And today we're going to talk about actually probably one of the, uh, the Twitter posts of the weekend, we'll just call it. Somebody posted, I think it was on Friday or Saturday, about no till farming. And it was basically saying that and if you don't no till farm, you're doing it wrong. And I'm telling you that you don't know what you're talking about. And it, 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 it was a, a big post and a lot of people commented on it and not entirely positively commented on it. And eventually it was removed by the, the poster. And, and why do we feel that need in agriculture to tell everybody else they're doing it the wrong way or that the way that I'm doing it is the right way and I almost feel the need that I have to stop my car and go out and tell you that you're doing it wrong. So the one thing I, I, I find funny, and I have been, I've been watching these uh, as we go through the NFL playoffs and, and watching uh, just any commercials and, you know, I mean, it really we do watch commercials anymore, but... One of the interesting commercials have been these progressive commercials. The progressive commercials that have been about um, this guy named Dr. Rick, you know, quote unquote. But it's uh, it's talking about trying to teach people who bought their first home not to be their parents. And uh, I'm going to play an audio, you know, fair use, we can do this. Uh, so let's, let's listen as Dr. Rick takes these guys on an outing to uh, Houseworld, which is basically like a big box, uh, big box store. All right, everyone, we made it. My job is to help new homeowners who have turned into their parents. I'm having a big lunch and then just a snack for so dinner. So we're just using a speakerphone in this store. Is that a good idea? One of the ways I do that is to get them out of the home. You're looking for a grout brush. This Garth, is did he ask for your help? No. 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 We all see it. We all see it. He has blue hair. Okay. Blue. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. Keep it coming. You don't know him. So, so why is this funny? <laughs> I just I, I watch these and it's it's hilarious to uh, to listen to these. And, and so why is this funny? And it's true, right? You know, you go to the hardware store and there's always this one guy that wants to tell you that you know what you're doing is right. Or um, you know, I, I even we go to the grocery store and when we check out, people like judge you based on what's in your cart. And it's the same thing we see in agriculture. We always have this constant feel and need to tell our neighbors or tell someone else that they're doing it wrong or, man, if you just did it this way or if you just planted the kelp or if you just did use Resicor or if you, you, you name it, um, you'd be a lot better off. And it's the same thing I see on Ag Talk. You, you name it. We see this everywhere that we have this constant need to tell everyone else that they're doing it wrong. I was talking in uh, a recent article that I wrote uh, about grain marketing, and there, there's a lot of guys, and not even grain marketing as much as I uh, actually was about the fertilizer markets. There's a lot of people that want to tell everybody, you know, that you're getting the wrong price, and even on chemicals, you know, there are people that post their programs online, and they're like, ah, "How much are you paying for urea?" Well. Urea is kind of like, uh, it's, it's more like green. And when we look at green merchandising, you know, what we get paid for in Southeast Wisconsin for corn is going to be different than other places based on their, you know, distance to a, an ethanol plant, uh, end users, you name it. There could be huge differences in basis on, on corn. Even though we all base everything off of the Chicago Board of Trade price, it could be vastly different when we look at what everybody's getting paid for. And 
when we do the same thing, it, it goes into urea, our chemical pricing. It, it, it's all a matter of trucking and how close you are to the river terminals. Um, you know, if I was in New Orleans, it'd probably be the best fertilizer price in the entire country. It's all relative to where you're at. And for somebody to tell you that you're getting, you're overpaying for your inputs, you know, from a few hundred miles away or even a thousand miles away, they don't entirely know your local market. Well, now I used to sell chemicals. I used to sell fertilizer. You know, it, I had direct competitors in my area. Yeah, we all should be about the same price. And if we're not, you know, maybe there might be 10 or $20 a ton difference. And it just depends on when we bought and things like that happen. But for someone, you know, I don't know what to say, somebody right next to New Orleans and their supplier is basically pulling truckloads right off of the ships coming into the port, their price is going to be drastically different than somebody in, say, central Illinois, where there's, well, let's just say they don't even have a rail, everything's coming off the river, and they got to go quite a ways to get it. It's going to be a totally different price. Now, that's the same thing we see in cultural practices and farming. You know, if you're not doing cover crops, you're doing it wrong. If you're not doing no-till, you're doing it wrong. Now, on the other side of that, there's guys that do tillage and say, oh, if you, you can't make no-till work here, you can't do this, you can't do that. Everybody has their own opinions. And and to me, the, what's best for your farm is you, you, you pretty much probably determine it over the years. You've done the things you do because that's what works for you and what works for your equipment and your operation. All these things are things that we've learned over the years, but we all go to meetings and get told by, and this happens often in our state, and it's no disrespect to our extension people, but there's a lot of times where we go to extension meetings and we get told that no-till is the best way. I literally had somebody showing data and data and data that no-till is the best way to go with corn, and their data from up until the last few years is the conventional tillage was the best way to go, especially in a corner corn rotation. But as things change, maybe we have some different hybrids now, and maybe that's something we might want to adapt into our farming practices. But if you were going to were to go into that meeting and tell everyone that if you're doing conventional tillage, you can't be a farmer doing conventional tillage in Wisconsin, that would be the worst thing you could do. And that's not going to get you any support. It's the same thing. We we talk about uh, people that do CrossFit and and we kind of joke and laugh about all this stuff that the people that are vegan and, you know, if you're not doing it this way, you're, you're endangering animals and you're killing everything and you, you name it and go on and on about all this stuff. We could, but it's no different than somebody putting a sign out in front of their farm and saying, Hey, if you don't grow cover crops, you're doing it wrong. But the thing I see that that bothers me is I have guys that that struggle with cover crops and struggle with no-till, and to them, the best thing they could do is maybe not plant as many cover crops or maybe run some different cover crops. Um, maybe they are trying to do a, a no-till program, and with the amount of residue they have and the way that they're trying to do things, and maybe they have manure in their rotation, maybe even a minimum till operation will be better for them. But then they get chastised or they feel like that if they don't go no-till or 100% no-till or they don't do 100% buy-in on something, that they're poor farmers or that they're they're not doing as good of a job as somebody would think. Um, to me, that that's the inverse of what we want. We want people that are doing cover crops and doing no-till and, and, and doing these advanced farming practices because they they can make it work and it's the right thing to do for their operation, not necessarily because they want to prove that they're doing something 
that's right to everyone else. That's the way that you get people to buy in. Uh, it's the same thing we see in government stuff. You know, you don't want to be told what to do. Uh, but if, if you eventually over the years, you know, somebody kind of comes out with stuff that shows you that maybe there's another way of doing something and you can do it and be profitable and, and be also responsible for the environment. I'm all for it, right? It's the same thing with um, any of our green energy stuff. If they can show me that we can switch 100% away from coal-fired power plants to solar and wind energy, and we're going to be more responsible for the environment, plus we're also going to not lose anything else that we're accustomed to, and and I'm not going to be able to see solar panels in the middle of fields, and we're not taking away from our views or we're not killing a bunch of animals and, and birds aren't flying into windmills. Yeah, maybe that's that's the way to go. But I, I think there's still a lot of hurdles that we got to get through. And I think no-till is that same boat. And cover crops for that matter as well. Because especially in our area, it's very hard to establish cover crops in our rotations. We have such a short growing season compared to other parts of the country. Uh, even no-till. And you, you see this with another guy. The millennial farmer talks about this all the time. That they have to do tillage in their part of Minnesota. Because they can get the soils to warm up and dry out in the spring enough if they're doing 100% no-till. That's the way it is. And that's a totally different environment than even our area and let alone Illinois. Now, can he can maybe do some no-till in some fields and on some hills or something? I'm sure he could. And I, it's the same thing with here. We, we have people that struggle with no-till because of their farming practices and the hybrids trying to grow. And maybe, yeah, like I said, they, maybe they have manure in the rotation. We might not be able to get away with 100% no-till. Now, is that bad? Are they poor farmers for that? No. I mean, there's a lot of different management practices we can focus on. We're trying to keep and maintain the amount of residue we have on the surface. We do a lot better job with that. I mean, when I grew up, my grandpa always said, if you're mold boring and there's one corn stalk standing in the field, then you're a poor farmer and you're terrible at what you do. Now we, we're all about, hey, as much as I can leave standing and as much residue that I can leave on the surface, that's less that I got to worry about for erosion. And we're more concerned about making sure we're doing tillage the right way. Um, so we've come a long way in tillage and management practices. You know, you don't see guys out with mold boards. Uh, we still have quite a few chisel plows in Wisconsin. But you see guys that are working parts of fields and leaving the rest for no-till or, you know, just a very light spring tillage pass. People are making decisions where we're not working the entire farm. And if you want to say uh, nothing's changed, I, I have um, someone that we work with that mold boards the entire farm. Uh, it's not a customer of mine. It's actually a, a landowner that we work with. Um, and they do some tillage and they do mold board the entire farm when they, they have the tillage done. Uh, so they mold board disc in the spring and, you know, they, and they run those mold board furrows right up the hill, not with the grade or anything like that. It is literally straight up and down that hill. And yes, you can guess where that soil is washing from. So we've come quite a long ways. Um, and I think the way to progressively get no-till and cover crops and, any kind of newish uh, farming techniques, and I, I know no-till isn't exactly a new thing, but any way to get these things into people that potentially might object to them is not to go out and tell them that they're doing a poor job and that if they don't do what you're doing, they're a terrible farmer. We have this constant feel that we need to just tell them that they're doing it wrong and they're just going to see the light. That's not the way things happen. Uh, that is literally... 
the way that you divide things and make people want to do the opposite of what you're doing. I mean, honestly, if I were to say something about farmers and, and people in agriculture, and me included, is we love to prove people wrong. Um, and the easiest way to get somebody to try to prove you wrong is to tell them that they are wrong and they're going to spend every dollar they have and, and do everything they can to tell you that they're that you're wrong. And that's that's kind of our mindset. And for you to go out and anybody to go out and tell everybody that, hey, no-till is the way to go, uh, to go out and tell anybody that they should be using mesotrione, every pass on corn and soybeans, and this, this hybrid from this company is the only hybrid you should be growing on your entire farm, that's entirely wrong. The, the best way to go about it is to, you know, have them try it and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some benefits and I think maybe you guys could too. And, and this is the way we should go about it. And I'd really like for you guys to try this out. Those are the ways to go, to, to walk into somebody's farm. And honestly, if I was a salesperson, I walked into your farm and I said, oh, so you grow to cow. Well, well, good luck with that. And, and just leave. Um, what would you say about the company I represent? You'd say, I don't want to ever see them on my farm ever again. And that's, that's exactly what our struggle is with some of this stuff that's been going on. I have that with cover crops. I have it with no-till. If you're not doing it this way, you're doing it wrong. That's not the way to go about it. And if you want more people to try that stuff and, you know, I get it. You know, you, you bought in and you're, you spent a lot of money and time and investments into getting this to work for your operation. And that's that's great. And I, I, I fully commend people that can make this thing work. At the same point, there were struggles and there were things that you had to get through and hurdles you had to go through and over. <laughs> Hopefully if you have hurdles, you jump over them and start running through them like I would have when I was in track in high school. But those things do come up and you have to work through those. And some people and, and some management practices might not fit that. And that's, that's kind of what makes us great in agriculture is we all have our different way of doing things. Not everybody's going to do it the way you do it. And you don't really need to have other people telling you that the way you're doing it is right um, to make you feel good. You, you should look at the bottom line and, and see that, hey, yeah, I'm doing it right. And I feel like this is the way I should be going. That's what's great about it. So anyway, just some thoughts. It, it's just been something that, that it kind of came into my mind. And I've been watching these progressive commercials pretty much since they came out. I think they're hilarious. Um, there, there's a bunch of them. I, I think one of them was somebody had a bunch of throw pills in their couch. And he goes, well, so the general rule of thumb is if there's so many throw pills that you can't sit down, you have too many. And it's just, it's just funny that the, the number of different things that it's just hilarious to think about. But we don't need to tell people that they're wrong. And I, I think the best way to get your your ideas out there and a way to get your the what you do to be more socially accepted is to not necessarily put down everybody else who's not doing it the way you're doing it. The best way is really to go out and, and show and prove that what you're doing is the right way to people that ask you to show it. Uh, that, that's another example in our little progressive commercial where the guy goes, did they ask you for help? Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's the way to go about it. So anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one and I'll catch you next time.